Good morning, you guys. It's great to be back. It's Amanda and Baron with Kicking Cancer Cares. Before we get started, I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors, Breezy HVAC and Osmos Pizza. Super amazing sponsors. Without them, we wouldn't be here uh, doing our show. Good morning, Baron. How are you? Good morning. Can you believe it's July already? Holy moly. And we're finally getting our decent weather. Yeah, it only <laughs> took half the year to get warm weather again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so we went from 60 to 90 and... We probably settled in about 70. Mm-hmm. Some rain in here and there. A little you, bit of everything. You know, the great thing about the weather, though, was when you were out there doing the live remote from the golf tournament, it was perfect weather. It was beautiful. Holy moly. Can, that that event turned out absolutely amazing. Huge turnout. We had 88 golfers. Wow. Every hole had a sponsor. That's so awesome. Including a great sponsor at the uh, clubhouse. Yep. KSLM yep. Radio. Yeah. <laughs> no, it really turned out well. Uh, we raised a little over $23,000. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. That's so amazing. Yeah, and we've already sat down and kind of debriefed, and we've got plans for next year. So we, we want to make this the tournament to Absolutely. come to. Absolutely. Yeah, you know? it looked like it was the tournament to come to. It was such a positive uh, a crowd, good vibes. Everybody was in a great spirits, good mood, ready to golf, yep. blue skies. It was awesome. It was An amazing Odmos pizza. I know. I'm not a very good whistler. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get some pizza? I did. Of course I did. I got the um, artichoke one. It's really good. Holy moly. And they even had a gluten-free option. They did? Which I thought was really cool. You don't normally see that. Nope. They're a great uh, sponsor for us. That was really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's recap on last week. So I want to take you through a couple of interesting events that led up to James Burns' story. Because we talked about James Burns last week and... Um, Oh, you did not bring any Kleenexes this time. You had to use Kleenexes last week. Yes, I did. (laughs) And they are fresh out. So that that summer that I started this idea, a friend of mine on the coast, he has a company where he does alcohol monitoring and security for events. And he called, he was um, providing alcohol monitors for the rodeo out in Staten. Asked if I wanted to just earn some extra money. I said, sure. I mean, it wasn't hard work. You're just walking around and some people aren't being ornery and right. drinking in the wrong places. Yeah. But there was a vendor there, which was kind of unusual. It wasn't food. It was a girl who had some Western wear. Okay, yeah. So I started talking to her. Her name was Darcy Davidson. She wound up actually being part of our board of directors. Oh. When we turned this into an organization. Okay. And she agreed to be the first president for the organization. All right. She was also at that first love and run that we did that we've talked about before. Yep. Well, after the organization got rolling, she reached out to me and she asked if I could help a friend of hers. And that was James Burns. Okay. By the time I read the story, I realized he had a good support system. Mm-hmm. And the whole purpose for these these go teams is that we can work with your friends. Yeah. But he, his friends had raised like fifteen thousand oh, dollars wow. for him. That's impressive. And you saw the email that. Yes. I also realized that there wasn't a lot of time left. Yeah. So I told Darcy, I said, I'm not sure we could actually pull off one of these go teams effectively for your friend James, but I said I promise you that twelve year fight won't be in vain. Absolutely not. And we made sure it was in the newsletter. We put him on our website, and now he's on a radio show. Yes, we've done an episode on him now also. Yeah. So James is an amazing story. And I would uh, encourage the listeners, go to kicking-cancer.org. 
There's a tab that says stories. There's a search engine. Just put in James Burns. It'll go right to his story, and you can reread it there. And also, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but um, on our website at kslm.news, we have um, all of our podcasts on there also from past shows. Uh, so James Burns, anybody else's also that we've touched on. Excuse me. They, you can also find them on on Amazon, Spotify, Google, all, all Apple. All the podcast services. Yeah, all of them. So um, you just Google Kicking Cancer and it'll pop up with the date next to it. So, yeah. There's yeah. another way to also listen to past stories as well. Which is exciting that we're able to share these stories. Yeah. And, and like when I went to your station with this idea, I realized if they weren't listening at 9 o'clock in the morning on Saturday and they didn't live within the region here, they might not hear these stories. So this podcast has given us a way to keep those stories out there. Absolutely. And then we also have our app, too, at KSLM uh, radio app that you can listen to even if, you do, if our uh, reach doesn't reach you, the how would you say that? The radio distance? Yes. So we also have our <laughs> app as well that you can listen to yeah. Kicking Cancer Cares on also. And, and I've told, again, my the co-founder is my sister down in Arizona. And so she goes to kslm.news. Oh, yep. Right? You can listen live there. Just just go to the go to the uh, website, kslm.news, and you can listen to it live there too. Mm-hmm. So Very many options. Yep, yep. <laughs> so this is exciting that we're able to tell these stories. It is. So if somebody wants to donate or help out in any way, how would they go about that? So from the homepage... There's a top right, there's a little donate button. Homepage from? Kicking-cancer.org. Okay. Thank you for the reminder. Yep. (laughs) So go to our website. There's a a spot to donate. We're changing the homepage. There will actually be a spot that says you want to get involved. And then you just say, I'd like to volunteer. Uh, I like I tell my story, whatever. You can also get involved that way, too. And then if people want to do the GO team and get involved in, um, like, your guys's uh, what, what are they, the Spartan races and, and obstacle courses and yep. whatnot, would they just email you through the yep. website also? Yeah, th- at the bottom of the homepage is my email address. It's E-X-E-C-D-I-R, so it's executive director abbreviated, at kicking-cancer.org. Just, just email me, and, you know, I respond to those emails with what we're doing. Perfect. And is there a way we can, in the newsletters, those are also on the website. Yeah, about the middle of the homepage, there's a link to all the newsletters. Okay. And you're going to see the, you're going to see the most recent four quarters, but then there's archive too. So every newsletter is on the website to read. And they're really worth the read, you guys. They're absolutely amazing. And our most recent newsletter has a good picture of you in it. It does. It does <laughs> of us four girls in all our in your kicking black cancer shirts. t-shirts. Yep. Yeah. That's a really good article too. It is. Sorry, I kind of got us sidetracked there, but that's I just okay. wanted to give our listeners some information and all of that. Way to get a hold of us, so. Right, yeah. That's always important. Never hesitate to reach out if you guys have any questions, concerns, comments, stories, um, anything. We would love to hear from you guys. Definitely. So, with that said, did you bring me some shocking news? I wrote you some numbers that are kind of shocking. Okay, absolutely. So, all these numbers actually come from the American Cancer Society's website. Okay. Uh, and what I find intriguing is, is and we're going to kind of follow some numbers here. They're written down for you to look at. But the the farthest back I could find was 1900. Okay. And in 1900, which is 120 years ago, there were 25,000 new cases of cancer in the entire United States. Okay. Jeez. That's not very many for a country this size. No, but that is still a lot. That's still a lot. Mm-hmm. The, the, the sad thing is that that's the entire United States in 1900. Right. Two years ago, there were 24,000 in Oregon alone. Whoa. 
Right. <laughs> That's a big wall. So we went from the United States to just Oregon. Just Oregon. Wow. So between 1900 and the early 60s, I couldn't find any data, but in 1962, so 60 years later, we'd gone from 25,000 new cases to 520,000. Holy smokes. New cases. Whoa. So we've talked about a lot of things that occur that may contribute. That's a big jump. That's a huge jump. That's that's a half a million new cases in one year jump. Whoa. Half so, a million. What, what do you think, between 1962, what do you think might have happened in there that contributed to that jump? Um, in all honesty, I feel like... As you've been teaching me a lot, <laughs> um, I feel like probably the food we consume, how we consume it, and how much we consume, and all of that above. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure it wasn't the greatest of food back then, as it isn't now either, fast food and whatnot. So was it food? Again, I, I, <laughs> there's a difference between causation and correlation, okay. right? So I can't say what's causing that, but there is a correlation— because in 1900, we were still very much an agricultural society. Oh, you, okay. You grew your food. You yeah. eat what you drink. Somewhere in the 1940s, as World War II is coming to an end, mm-hmm. we began industrializing food. Okay. There's more fast so food out the there. Food. It was the food. <laughs> that, it, that's, I that. love being right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not the only thing. Right. No, but not I, by But no I think means. that uh, there's a lot of people that are calling it the, the standard American diet or sad. Yeah. <laughs> but the standard American diet now is a lot of processed food. There's a lot of fast food. That's all contributing to that. Absolutely. So, again, it, causation, correlation, there's definitely a correlation here. Right, right. But the correlation is grows. And this is why I think you are on to something, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> because, so, 1962, 520,000. 1971, just 10 years later... 635,000. Wow. Now, that number caught President Nixon's eyes, and he started the National Cancer Institute that year with a million taxpayer dollars. Okay, so it started becoming very alarming. Yeah. It was very noticed. Yep. Okay. And he started what he called the war on cancer. We are now 50 years into that war on cancer, and we'll circle back to that in a minute, but by 1976... So now we're five years into this war on cancer, and this is why I think you're onto something. <laughs> hey, you've taught me all I know. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1976, and I, I'm reading from this book that I've brought in before called uh, the the uh, Anti Cancer Diet. Is the name of the book? Okay. Um, so it says 1976, the concern for healthy food echoed through the halls of Congress. In its historic report, Dietary Goals for the United States, the Senate Selection Committee on Nutrition and Human Needs listed cancer as one of the six major degenerative diseases associated with improper nutrition. Okay. So it was food. It was food. Mostly. 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 And the Senate pulled a committee together to talk about it. Okay. By 1981, five years later, there was a panel— from the American Association of Advancement for Science that reported on social impact change to the whole grain diet. So because we'd gone from a different kind of diet to what we're doing now, the scientists said um, the balance of 
international trade as well as reduced coronary heart disease by 88% and cancer reduction of 50% if we got back to healthier food. Okay. One year later, 82, the, uh, the National Academy of Sciences had a 472-page report called Diet, Nutrition, and Cancer, and they said diet could be responsible for 30 to 40% of cancers. That's a large that's a large percentage. Right. That's huge. And that's probably on the lighter side. Probably. Also. So, you know, generally if they're going to make a report, they're probably going to estimate low. Right, right. <laughs> but they're saying that improper diet wow. and nutrition is contributing to 30 to 40% of cancers. That's outrageous. That was in 1982. Oh, lord. Who <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so in 82, they're making these concerns about our diet. Huge concerns. But nothing was done because when those reports were going to go out, the cattle, hog, poultry, egg, refined salt, sugar, all those industries condemned the reports. Really? And they were never released. Why would they condemn them? Because if you release those reports, you kill their industries. Okay, yeah. I mean, I guess I would think that eating, like, like livestock like that and eggs and whatnot, I feel like that would be, would that not be a healthier way to go versus, like, the fast food and the processed stuff? Or was it how they were processing their meats and stuff and how they were so raising let's, their— let's pick that discussion up next week <laughs> because it's how they're processing them. Okay. 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 It's how they're processing them because not only do we industrialize— Bread, we industrialized animals. Okay. And it's very inhumane what we did in the right. process of industrializing animals. Mm -hmm. But they knew that if Congress, if a Senate committee released a report condemning the diet system in the United States, in the United States their industries are going to be jeopardized. Right. And they put enough pressure on the Senate that those reports were never released. Still to this day? Well, it must have been someone found them. Right, right. <laughs> They're somewhere. But somewhere. <clears throat> so that's 1982. Okay. We're going to fast forward 10 years. Okay. That's when we passed 1.1 million new cases. Wow. Five years later, 1.4 million new cases. Wow. So jumped 400,000. Yeah. Wow. In 2011, 1.6 million new cases. 2016, 1.7 million new cases. Last year, 1.8 million new cases. Wow. Because we did not change our food system. It's only gotten worse. It's gotten worse. By a long shot. We are now 50 years in to the war on cancer, and we have tripled. We've gone from 600,000 new cases to 1.8 million new cases. Wow. That's devastating. Well, that was shocking a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little. <laughs> the scary thing no, to me that's is that's crazy. That's that's new cases. Exactly, new cases, not existing. How many cases in general? No, new. So I went back because as far back as I could go was 2007. So I added up between 2007, 2020, 26 and a half million Americans have gotten cancer in that time period. Wow, that's a pretty big chunk. That. 
Okay, now you look shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I don't have. I don't have words. Honestly, that's that's heartbreaking. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. I think the most heartbreaking thing to me was it was becoming evident by the early '60s, mm-hmm. and then ten years later we took a pretty big jump, and the president of the states, big. yeah, <laughs> well, we we a hundred thousand new cases. Oh, okay, yes. So in ten years, it grew by hundred thousand new cases. Mm-hmm. But that was enough to get President Nixon to go, we just do we do like, something about this. Hey, something that's this is scary. Let's get a hold of this. And and then they began to see more problems. They began to identify the problem. They began to identify that food could be the problem. The Senate comes in and says, We need to make some changes, and we didn't make the changes. Mm-hmm. And then we tripled from that time period. Wow. Super sad. Yeah. Well, it makes me feel bad about my green. It makes me feel better about my green peppers and cucumbers <laughs> I'm growing in my backyard. Good They're all you. organic. <laughs> we we have gone away from the way we used to eat. We did. We have absolutely. Um, there's a there's a saying that we've used quite often in our seminars that we have convenienced ourselves out of good health. It's it's scary how convenient convenient is. Yeah, and so it, it consumes us. It. Everything's anything that's convenient. I'm very guilty of it. Um, convenience. I'll do convenience over anything most of the time. I mean, I do home cooked meals, but a lot of time. I mean, it's not perfect organic food, though. You know, because that's not always convenient. It's not always convenient, and it's really easy to just jump on Lancaster and head into a fast food restaurant and go through the drive-through and grab it and eat it while you're driving to where you're going. Mm-hmm. So you've got processed food. You're not exercising. We've convinced ourselves out of good health. Yeah, absolutely. So if as our organization can do anything to try to shift that, we sat down at the start of this year, the board of directors, and kind of redefined our vision. Mm-hmm. So our mission is to empower individuals to thrive through that cancer journey with support and education. Yeah. But our vision is more, more zeroed in, and we want to see a 50% reduction in new cases of cancer. Yes. That's a million people that didn't get cancer. A million. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. It's not going to happen in one year, two years, three years, but we have to start telling people what they didn't know because they were never told. Right. And maybe maybe us doing these shows will also help people, wow, I need to exercise a little bit more. I need to eat a little bit healthier. I need to do all of these different things to maybe... Maybe it has nothing to do with cancer, but to just better yourself, your your self-care and your self-love. Yeah. And to just make you as healthy as possible. Well, and, and our board directors actually made a really good statement that if we do what we're talking about, you're going to see diabetes go down. You're going to see heart disease go Absolutely. down. Absolutely. You're going to see Alzheimer's go down. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. That's another discussion yeah. for another show. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's, there's a correlation yeah. between Alzheimer's, sugar, the diet— it's all interconnected. Wow. I feel like food has a big role in a lot of things then. A lot of things. A lot. Okay. So it sounds like we have topics for future discussions, Many. don't we? <laughs> <laughs> I have lots of questions. <laughs> but anyway, I just want to give you an idea, a little timeline of what's gone on with cancer. From the last 120 years, we've gone from 25,000 new cases for the entire United States to 1.8 million new cases in one year. That's insane. Absolutely insane. So hopefully you and I can do something to slow that down. Absolutely. I hope so. All right. Well, with that said, what's our story for the day? So in our timeline of stories, I've kind of walked you through most of 2018. Mm -hmm. 
So my story for you is actually some things that happened to me. Okay. So I guess I'm your story this week. Okay. All right. <laughs> I like that. And, and there's one specific thing that happened that was probably a turning point for me. So we did the Warrior Dash. Right. I'm supporting my sister. We get forty people out there in those bright shirts. We do the run, and it was gonna it was gonna end. Like it was just to do something to help Brenda out. But May we were gonna be done. Right. And then she says, "Well, why don't we do the Spartan race? Let's try that." And so we decided to come back and do the Spartan race, which was in August, and we get twelve to do that with us. Uh, but again, I'm I'm training. I'm getting ready for the Spartan race, and as I was driving to the airport to get Brenda. So the race was on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and I went on a Thursday, two days before, and I got a phone call at 8 o'clock in the morning that probably changed the trajectory of my thinking. My wife's best friend, her maid of honor at her wedding, had gone into the hospital on Monday with some, with some heart problems. Oh. She had uh, heart arrhythmia, was beating too fast, and so she'd gone in on Monday to get checked. And they said, we want to keep you in the hospital for some tests. Something doesn't look right in your blood work. That's always terrifying. So it was Monday. So we were going to go see her on Tuesday. And our grandson had come to visit. And she said, oh, spend some time with your grandson. Come see me on Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday rolls around. And her sister called us and says, she, she's, she's not feeling well. Can you guys come tomorrow? And we said, sure. So tomorrow was Thursday. Right. Okay. So my wife gets up to go to work. She's going to go see her after she gets off work. I got up to drive to the airport, and she died that morning. Oh, jeez. So my wife calls me at 8 o'clock. She says, you better pull the car over. So I pulled the car when she told me what happened. Um, a heart, I mean, a blood clot had gotten to her heart, so she died immediately. But after she had passed away... They got checking that blood work, and she had pancreatic cancer and didn't know it. Whoa, that's a serious one. Yeah. And there's a reason why I'm wearing purple wow. today. Okay. Pancreatic cancer is purple. But the blood clot was a side effect. Was, I call it collateral damage, right, mm-hmm. from that from that cancer. And uh, I sat there for a minute or two and processed that because my wife was just devastated. She didn't get a chance Absolutely. to go say goodbye. And that could be really hard. It was really hard. Yeah. You know, we find out Monday, we're going to go Tuesday. No, that's not with your grandkid. We're going to go Wednesday. No, I'm not feeling well. And then she passed away. She didn't get to say goodbye to her best friend. Yeah. So I'm with the phone, headed to the airport. I called my mom to say, hey, I'm going to pick Brenda up. And I said, if people thought that I was enthusiastic about helping Brenda, I'm, I'm just really pissed off right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I kind of made a decision that, Somebody had to do something. Mm-hmm. And I guess it had to be me. You know, yeah. I, I watched my wife just go through a horrible couple months I with bet. never saying goodbye to that just friend. Just an emotional ro- roller coaster. It was I'm a very sure. emotional roller coaster. So that was, that was in August. So I come back. I've got this renewed dedication I'm doing. August and September roll around. And at that point, it was just kind of the help team for the foundation. Right. And a very good friend of mine who does marketing. He uh, pulls me aside and he said, if you want to do what you're trying to do, you've got to be a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. Because someone's going to just mess with you because they can't, right? Right. People are just... 
jerks yeah. sometimes. And it was the way he said it to me. It was just like a, a bolt of lightning to me that I had to do, take this more serious. Mm-hmm. So we formed a nonprofit in November the 8th, November, December. I spent that time getting things right with the state, getting right with the bank, and we launched 2019. So it was, it was my wife's friend dying, and the way my friend said it to me, that I said, I'm gonna do something. And here you are. And here we are. You are doing something. You're doing more than something. You are making a difference. You're making a huge difference, and I'm super proud of you. Thank you. I see the positive impact that you have on the community, and I do mean that from the bottom of my heart, and I appreciate and thank you for it. Oh, thank you. Very, very much. I just knew no one else was doing something, and I watched the thing my wife went through, and I said, we got to do something. Yeah, and that's enough. Absolutely. Well, with that said, we just have a few seconds here, so I want to give a huge shout-out to our sponsors again, Breezy HVAC and Oddmos Pizza. You guys are absolutely amazing, and thank you for all you do. And we will be back next Saturday as the movement continues. continues.